0: this is finally free a podcast for those sick of battling their bodies sick of fearing food and the number on the scale sick of punishing exercise on the pursuit of diet culture's version of health and wellness i'm alana Vandersloos, a certified intuitive eating counselor eating disorder survivor and the founder of freedom with food and fitness where i offer group coaching for women who are ready to heal their relationship with food in their bodies and become their healthiest happiest, most confident selves without ever having to go on another diet. On this podcast, you will hear me answer your biggest questions around how to become a successful intuitive eater. You'll hear inspiring stories of other women on their food freedom journeys, those who are recovering, those who are recovered, and those who are helping others to do the same. I'll teach you how to quiet that incessant voice in your head telling you you're not enough how to find peace and satisfaction with food again, how to embrace the one and only body you have with fitness you enjoy, so you can move through this world with confidence. Are you ready to be finally free? Before we get started, I wanna remind you of everything I have to offer with Freedom With Food and Fitness. First, I offer group coaching. My 10-week intuitive eating coaching program is called Defy the Diet, and it blends intuitive eating principles and mindset work in a hybrid format that blends group and private coaching to give my clients amazing results. My summer cohort client, Adriana, had this to say about me as a coach. She's helped me develop a healthy relationship with food and helped me uncover the root causes of my disordered eating. She's very open and honest about her own struggles in her journey, which empower me and the other ladies in the group to have deep conversations about the challenges and pressures we face from diet culture in our society. Uh, so well said. If you're someone who wants true mental and physical health without restriction and obsession, stop overeating, find consistency in nutrition, movement, and self-care. And take the guilt out of wellness, this program is for you. To snag your spot in my fall cohort, set up a free 15-minute call with me so we can make sure you're a good fit for this transformational, immersive, and community-based program. Go to freedomwithfoodandfitness.com to learn more. That's freedomwithfoodandfitness.com. I only have three spots left, and enrollment closes this Friday, September 9th. Don't wait. Spots do fill up. And I mean, don't you want to stop being at war with food in your body? Again, that's freedomwithfoodandfitness.com to set up a free 15-minute call with me for our fall cohort. If you're not quite ready for coaching, check me out on Instagram at freedomwithfoodandfitness. freedom with food and fitness. That's freedom with food and there, I have free quizzes to assess your relationship with food and fitness, articles I've written, exclusive blog posts, free intuitive eating worksheets and videos, and so much more. So today's listener question is, how do you handle bad body image days or stressful days without going back? Oh, I love, I love this question because it helps me address something that I've struggled with my entire life. And that's perfectionism. So let me just say, let me just rip the bandaid off, get rid of this black and white thinking and just tell you straight up, you're going to have bad body image days for the rest of your life. You're going to have stressful days for the rest of your life. You're going to have days where you want to, quote unquote, go back to dieting or whatever other disordered behaviors you had because it feels like a familiar devil. It's the devil that you know. It's the devil that you hate, but you are comfortable and familiar with. And you're going to have days where you actually do go back. So not everything is going to be sunshine, rainbows, perfection, healing when you are recovered. Uh, Lord knows I've done all of the things I just said. I've had bad body image days. I've had stressful days for sure with a toddler. I've had days where I want to just go back to dieting because it feels normal. Um, And I've had a couple of days, and luckily they're just one-off days, very, very rare, but where I do a behavior that I know I'm not supposed to, that's not good for me. So you know I'm being very vulnerable in telling you guys this but you know if a dietitian or a coach isn't willing to admit that and makes it seem like they are perfect 100% all the time now I think they're hiding something quite frankly um, and going back can mean whatever it means to you depending on what your circumstances were, what your familiar devils were. It could be weighing yourself again, like it was for me a couple of months ago. I had a really, really bad day. Um, I was told my son had to get surgery again, and I felt very out of control uh, for myself and for him, and I stepped on the scale that day, uh, and it was not a good day, but that could be Quote unquote, going back to old habits for you. It could be counting calories in your head, even if you're not formally tracking with my fitness pal or whatever. It could be extra body checking. It could be comparing your life or your body to other people on social media. It could be not honoring your hunger. It could be, quote unquote, earning your food with punishing exercise. It could be negative self talk. You know you better than I do, obviously, um, so whatever going back means to you, just know your familiar devils and know your triggers, but also know that it is okay. It's okay if you go back temporarily, that is, of course, right? It's okay to go back you know, I had a bad, one bad day, one, one off day. That's okay. Maybe for you, if you're just starting recovery, it's a bad week. Um, You're probably going to do this because it's a process that takes time. Think of a spiral. You're gonna go back and back and back, and it's not linear, it's not a straight line. So you're gonna take, you know, three steps forward, one step back, two steps forward, one step back. And that's because you're rewiring neural pathways in your brain, and that takes time and practice. You've spent your whole life hearing these diet culture messages, believing that you're not enough, that you need to be thin, that you need to lose weight, that you need to be on a diet, that you're not going to be loved, you're not going to be. You've been getting that message, some of you, for decades. And that's become a very strong neural pathway in your brain. So to rewire that, to break down that old neural pathway and create new neural pathways, it's going to take time and it's going to take practice. And when you're practicing something, you're not perfect at it right away, right? Anything that we start new that we're a novice at, we're not really good at and we make a lot of mistakes in the beginning, but the more we practice, the better we get. So you're not going to get it right on the first try. you will start getting it more right than wrong and again let me assure you that even coaches and people who are experts quote-unquote they go back sometimes whether it's behaviorally or maybe just in their mind so here's why you might go back it's familiar it's routine again neural pathways You might be feeling out of control uh, and maybe that was part of your disordered behaviors was this need for control the way it was for me. Maybe something else negative happened in your life and you just want to feel comfort in something familiar, which unfortunately might be your disordered eating habits. We're only human, so give yourself some self-compassion and give yourself some grace. Okay, so um, let's talk a little bit about the difference between going back from someone who's recovered and someone who's in recovery. There are three things that I can really differentiate here. The first is you understand why you went back. So for me, stepping on the scale, I understood, even as I was doing the behavior, I, I was like, I feel really out of control, I feel really out of control. And I knew that my desire for control was the reason why I was trying to see what my weight uh, the second difference when you go back and you are recovered is it doesn't last long. As I said, if you're just starting your journey or you're in recovery presently, you know, you might have a slip up that takes you a week or two weeks. But for me, like I might have every once in a while just one day that really sucks, and then I sleep on it and I acknowledge why I did what I did, and the next day I start fresh and everything's fine. And then the third is, kind of goes along with the first two, you have the tools when you're recovered to take steps forward again. You know, you you understand, you do the self-talk, you do the self-care, you have self-compassion, you get down to your why of your behaviors, and then you say, nope, I'm not doing that. And you remind yourself of all the reasons why diet culture sucks, and you move on. So here are five things I do personally to handle a bad body image day if you're having one of those days where you feel like, quote unquote, going back to your old habits. And the first is I remember that I am more than my body. My body is just about the least interesting thing about me. I have a family. I have my husband and my son, and I have, you know, my parents and my extended family. I have my friends, even though, you know... My friends and I in our 30s have been scattered to the winds and with COVID I haven't really been able to make as many new friends here and especially now that I am a mom I haven't really gotten to make any mom friends. So my friends are a little bit further away but you know I still have them I can still call them up. I have a career and then I have, you know, intuitive eating as my passion side work. I am a wealth of knowledge when it comes to 80s horror movies, so that's definitely something you know interesting about me. I love traveling. I put love and effort into everything I do, and you know I have things that make me unique. And my body, my physical body, as is yours, is just a soul's vehicle. It's your soul's vehicle for this journey that we call life that we don't even know why we're here, but I doubt it's to punish ourselves the whole time. Right? I think back to all the mental clutter and brain fog of dieting, and I remember that no matter how much I weighed or how much I lost, I was never satisfied. Never. So why would I use all this precious brain space and time on earth trying to shrink my body for society's version of what is valuable and acceptable? My perception of my self-worth now as opposed to then is much more intrinsic. External circumstances and events don't mean anything to who I am as a person. And that was something that took a lot of time, this realization that if I had a bad day, if I failed at something, if I gained weight, any of those external factors do not strip away the value that I have as a person. That is my birthright that I was born with. We were all born valuable. Like my son, my son's not perfect. He's 15 months old, and he falls down and acts like a drunken sailor and throws his food around, but he's so darn cute, and I think he's perfect. He's so valuable, and he hasn't even done anything in the world yet. To like, he didn't, he didn't make any accomplishments yet, but he's valuable, just like we all were when we were born. Second thing I do, and I actually hear, I don't know if you guys listen to Kristen Finch, she has a podcast called Calm AF, and it's amazing, and she says the phrase, and I hear her voice as I say it to you guys, breathe, breathe, breathe. She always says that will calm your, your, your nervous system. If you breathe, you will be able to act and think from a logical point of view as opposed to an emotional point of view. So I'm going to add on to what Kristen says when she says, breathe, breathe, breathe. And I'm going to tell you to do what's called box breathing. That's four breaths in. You hold the breath at the top for another four counts. You release for four counts. And then you hold at the bottom of that for four counts. So in four, hold four, out four, hold four. And deep, slow, steady breathing like this, again, it's going to calm your nervous system and allow you to think... From the more rational part of your brain instead of listening to just your emotions in the moment and listening to those old stories and those old narratives you tell yourself like for example if you are if you get stuck in this like body checking cycle one day and you just can't stop looking at your stomach lifting up your shirt and looking at your stomach in the mirror you have to think to yourself you have to breathe 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 and then think okay How could my body have changed that much from day to day or hour to hour or minute to minute? Or you might want to breathe, 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 and just remember that life is short. My husband and I were just talking the other day about how the past 20 years have flown by. I don't know. We just picked 20 as arbitrary. I guess we were thinking since the turn of the century, but they've gone by so quick. 20 years just... Flew by. And, you know, if I'm in my 30s, I only have a couple of more sets of 20 to go. So if you think of it that way, life is too short to worry about things like how your body looks if you have a little extra fat or some stretch marks or dimples or whatever. Remember that you are safe no matter what your body looks like. You are safe. You are grounded and you are safe. And remember that you have things to be grateful for. Number three, I remember that diets don't work. (laughs) Studies show that they do not work long-term. They work in the short term, but they don't work in the long term. In fact, some studies have shown that 95% of diets fail, and as many regain the weight, and then some within one to five years. If you look up any statistics about the contestants of The Biggest Loser, many of them gain their weight back as fat, They have slower metabolisms, some of which never recovered. So why would you torture yourself on a diet if it's not going to work anyway? Number four, I don't continue to body check because that could be a deep, dark hole. Body checking was one of my things because I had body dysmorphic disorder. I would always check my stomach, lift my shirt up, check my stomach in the mirror over and over again if you body check once and you don't like what you see, you might feel compelled to keep doing it over and over again in different lighting, different angles to finally see something that you do like to convince yourself that you are quote unquote safe. As long as you look good, you're safe. But by doing this, you're implying that you're only safe as a human being if you look a certain way on the outside. So on bad body image days, man, I avoid mirrors and I just focus on the me that's inside and interacting with the people I love around me. Because I know that is not the day to look in the mirror. And the last thing I do on a body body image day is I ask why I might be feeling this way. So instead of focusing on my outer, I focus on my inner. What's making me feel like I look bad today? Did I have a lot of salt yesterday? Am I retaining water for some reason? What part of my menstrual cycle am I in? Is it the lighting? Is it the angle? Is there something else going on in my life that's not related to my body that I'm projecting onto my body? When I went back, you know, those one-off days, it was because I was feeling out of control with my life circumstances. So I knew, I knew exactly where I was coming from. It had nothing to do with how my body actually looked. It didn't need fixing. My innards (laughs) needed fixing. So what is it for you on those days? Okay. So again, Just to recap, you're not perfect. Nobody's perfect. It's okay if you have days where you go back. This is a process, it's not linear. I understand why you might want to go back to dieting. I do. Um, And then, you know, when you are recovered, again, you do have those days, but you understand why it doesn't last as long and you have tools to keep moving forward. And then, five things I remember on bad body image days one, I am more than my body. Two, breathe, breathe, breathe. Three, I remember diets don't work. Four, I don't continue to body check. And five, I ask myself why I'm feeling this way. I hope this helps and I will talk to you soon. So that is it for today's episode. Seriously, of all the podcasts you can be listening to, I'm so honored that you took the time to listen to mine. I'm also so proud of you for taking this small step forward toward food and body freedom. If you like what you hear and you want to work with me as your coach, go to freedomwithfoodandfitness.com to schedule a free 15-minute discovery call. That way I can hear your specific needs and set up a game plan for your success. I would also be so, so grateful if you could subscribe, follow, rate, and review this podcast so many more people who need help with dieting, body image, disordered eating, and fitness can find our message of freedom. Until next time.